Hello, everyone. This is Brandon Olson with the Driven to Succeed Real Estate Podcast, where we talk about everything from real estate investing to purchasing of first homes um, to jumbo purchases. And today, my special guest is Clarissa Lobo from Colwell Banker Realty. And Clarissa and I have been working together for about five to six years, mm -hmm. and we've had some great transactions and some good business. And I'd like to introduce her today and we're going to discuss all things real estate. Yes, of course. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Clarissa, it's real quick here. So how did you get your start in real estate? So I started in real estate in 2016. Um, so I actually was very inspired by real estate. I bought my first home when I was 24. Awesome. Uh, and uh, I felt like real estate is something that I'm very gung-go about and I, I just enjoy doing it. Yes. And uh, when I bought my first house here in the US, at that time I you know started learning things about homes and I was very interested in you know AGTV and all those. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So it became a new hobby, really. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, you know, I wanted to start my own business. That was always my dream. And I felt real estate is a, a structured way of doing a business. So, yeah. yeah, and it's the way you want to take it. It's like there's no hard set rules except rules that you have to follow in regards to writing contracts. Sure, sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and right. being uh, politically correct. <laughs> that, that's, number, that's a big one right now. Yeah, all right. absolutely. So uh. other than that, you know, it's like... Um, uh, I come with a background of customer service and sales. Mm -hmm. So for me, I wanted to have my own business in real estate and help people buy and sell homes uh, with a, you know customer service great experience. Right. So I always tell people, you know, when you work with me, it's it's not it's not only that transaction. It's I call it a journey. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's one thing to be good at sales, mm -hmm. right? Like I know car salespeople, yep. and I know how because I came from the car. Yes, I, I was auto sales, yeah. so I know I I've seen the all ranges of salespeople, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been of the belief, and with my team, it's customer service. Mm -hmm. Like, I believe we're assisting people. Yes. And, and if you're passionate about it, yes. that just naturally comes out. Yes. So when you have, when you can combine both a really mm -hmm. good salesperson and, yeah. and passion, yeah. that's where it's not even sales anymore. Because yeah. you're, you're truly building that connection with your clients. Absolutely. And I mean, that's what I've seen from your clients. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just, they, they ain't going anywhere else, right? <laughs> they're just, they love you and they love yeah. working with you. And, yeah. um, and then your knowledge as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I uh, you know before for our podcast, we were discussing a little bit about mm -hmm. um, inspections and, yeah. you know, and most uh, do most real estate agents go to the inspection? No, not everybody goes yeah. for inspections. But, you know, I just I, I just like to be with my clients throughout this journey. Mm -hmm. I don't want to tell them, okay, go on your own. And, right. you know, right. yeah. So I attend all my inspections. Yep. Uh, we are expected to take 30 hours of credit every two years. And mm -hmm. I think out of the 30 hours, I end up I end up doing more than 30 hours, like 45, 50 hours. Right. And I think almost 20 hours to 25 hours are in inspection. So I attend you know, inspection classes by different inspection companies sure. where they talk about horror stories of inspections. So when I uh, work with my clients on the buying side as well as the selling side, you know, when I'm, especially my buyers, when I'm looking at homes for them, I actually try to scan around to see if I can find any, you know, things. And I point it out to them that, uh, you know, there's this thing, it's not a big thing, or it's just, this is a big thing. So I right. kind of like advise them before they even start working with an inspector. And, you know, because once inspection is done, you have to pay like, you know, six hundred, seven hundred, sometimes a thousand dollars. So right. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you know, mm -hmm. this last six 
to 18 months has been tough for inspectors, hasn't it? Because a lot of people are waiving them, right? Well, in that case, Mm -hmm. having your knowledge, Mm -hmm. being part of that process, you can, you can, there's a couple things I know we've done, you you do for all the time for Mm -hmm. your clients. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one of them is home warranties. But the other one is being able to have that experience Mm -hmm. with your clients and with inspectors. So when you're going in a house and like, okay, well, you know, this, you can start pointing things out even before you write an offer, right? Absolutely. That's, that's totally like, especially, um, you know, last year where the market was so hot, where we had to like write an offer and waive inspection. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I, I always tell people it's nice to do inspection but this is the reality of things that right. you know uh, so my clients would write the offer but then we still would do an inspection non-contingent just because I wanted them to go in with their eyes open right. <laughs> you know right. Right. and so we would do that but I would like that that's you know where I come in and I tell them okay this is a great house probably put in an offer and then we would do home and home warranty mm-hmm. I always advise my especially first-time home buyers right. to do right. the home warranty because you don't know what's gonna go wrong in the house the first year and in a lot yeah. of times, those first-time home buyers, they may yeah. not have all this extra exactly. cash laying around, right? Exactly. You don't want to be putting a you know a furnace on yeah. a credit card, oh, yeah. right? Of course, you know, yeah. Things of that nature. Yeah. So. I just look at it as you know they have used all their money up to buy this house, so you know I just want to be able to guide them. Right. And I I have clients talking to each other and right. saying, hey, did you know? Of somebody did not buy a home with me, a sure. friend of mine, right. and another friend who was my client. He said to him, "Oh, you should have bought your home with Clarissa. You would not have this problem because <laughs> she told us about the home warranty, and we right. we just you know use it." Yeah, that, so. that's that, see, that's mm-hmm. great, and that's this is what it's all about. And this mm-hmm. is why I'm so passionate about the, the lending yeah. side and the real mm-hmm. estate side um, is being able to work together. Yes. you know, like this, and you know, you know. It is a concerted effort mm-hmm. by Absolutely. all parties, you know, yes. whether it's a listing agent, the buyer's agent, yes. you know, um, yes. you know, just yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, we have, you know, since Florida condo, oh, yeah. you know, dropped last year. Mm-hmm. So they added an addendum this mm-hmm. over the winter, you yeah. know, so condo questionnaires by property management companies yeah. are like, they don't want to fill them out yeah. like because they think they're going to be held liable. Yes. We're just looking for like, hey, has it been inspected? Yeah. There, nobody's going to be held accountable yeah. unless we know there is literally mm-hmm. an issue that's structural, right? Yes. So anyway, that's another, that's yeah. beside the point. But, you know, the we worked all together. We finally yes. got them to understand that literally yeah. you can say, no, it has not been inspected, yes. you know, and, and there's no repercussions. Yes. But regardless, it's yeah. a it's a concerted effort. And, you know, it's part of that process. And I know you're super good at communicating with your clients. Yes, and yes. that's that's the biggest key to all of it. So. Yes. I was going to say, like, I, I did sell a couple condos also this year. And I did tell my sellers ahead of time that, you know, there is this questionnaire that's going to come. Mm-hmm. So start talking to your condo associations. I like to have my ducks in a row, actually. Right. See? Yeah. So, you know, even right. from the seller side. And you know me. I'm like a hands-on realtor. Right. I, I trouble everybody in my team because <laughs> I want to give the best service possible to my clients for sure so you know uh like even on the buy on the buy side i'm always on top of things hey what's going on you know i'll i'll check in with you i'll check in with title like i literally like every week i pop into your office i'm like everything going on well on title everything going on well on you know lending side so that's how you know i like to do it and not only on that even on the list side uh so i sometimes know before the buyers uh agent (laughs) that the appraisal has happened that you know what the value of appraisal is where the file is there is a hurdle in the file and i call up buyers agents sometimes like i gotta know that your client is having some issues right connect and let me know i don't want closing 
not a week. Well, the time. last thing ever is to be like a week before closing yes. or three days before closing. Hey, we got an issue. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly uh, that's not fun for anybody. Yeah. I mean, the stress levels on across the board, whether you're yeah. selling or buying, is, is huge. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, my goal is always to keep that stress at a minimum. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. in on my side, I try to do everything in advance. Absolutely. Right. I try to yeah. get. You know, specifically when mm -hmm. we're writing offers, you know, yeah. and we're pushing tight debt to income ratios, mm -hmm. we want to make sure that this is buttoned in, right? Yes. So it's, we're, we're going to close. So, yeah. you know, collecting documents up front for yeah. me is the number one. Absolutely. Any red flags, clear yeah. that before they even start shopping. Yeah. You know, don't let them go shopping without that. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, I, I, I honestly learned the hard way in yeah. the beginning of my career. Like, okay. But yeah. I've always been able to manage yeah. and get things to go through. And I know yeah. that's how you work as well. Yes, like, absolutely. You know, and, and that hands-on piece is <laughs> very important because, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, first-time homebuyers specifically have yes. no idea what this no. is all about. No. And yeah. um, so, and it's, it's, it's a very gratifying, um, some of our clients that we close together yes. and watching them at closing and just yeah. the happiness that they have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes, you know, it's, uh, you, so when people come talking to us and they're like, okay, I think I want to buy a house up to 500,000 mm -hmm. and you know, uh, the monthly payment when they pull their credit could be one thing. And then mm -hmm. suddenly interest rates change. Mm -hmm. So that 500,000 house, because they wanted to be at this monthly payment becomes a 450. Right. You know, so right. we, I, I'm glad you also keep a tab on it. And I know, I remember we did this new construction and you said, hey, if the interest rates go up, these guys might, it might be right. really close for them. So, you know, we were preparing. It took almost like eight months and we prepared them every step of the way. Right. And we told them, hey, you know what, if interest rates go up, it, you know, might be difficult with your payment. So you might as well start collecting money for a bigger down payment, which they did right. eventually. Right. And we closed and, you know, they were so happy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I was, you know, that one I do re recall because mm -hmm. at the beginning of it, I'm like, oh, man, they're predicting rates to do this and do yeah. that. And then it's yeah. like, you know, we don't want to build this house, this yeah. extravagant house, and then also we can't afford it anymore, exactly. right? And yeah. it's, I have another one right now in that yeah. position <laughs> wow. that's a, almost a million-dollar property. And wow. I'm like, oh, boy. So uh, yeah. um, I'm just praying that interest mm -hmm. rates, and it looks like right now in the market, mm -hmm. you, it's, it doesn't look like it's probably going to go up a whole lot more mm -hmm. based on the current market environment. They're talking about... You know, it, it is, it's, you know, they, if they go up too much, it could yeah. really force a bigger recession yeah. that could be on the mm -hmm. horizon, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't want to do too much, yes. but at the same time, they got to level out inflation. So yeah. Yeah. it's, uh, I, I don't want to be in any one of their positions right now. Yeah, uh, I know. I, I call it like people ask me all the time, especially because I have all these listings that, hey, is the market slowing down? Is what's going to happen? Are home prices going to drop? And uh, I say, you know, it's a wave right now. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of a wave in the market. And if you look at history, historical data in 1982 it was 16% right. and people bought homes at 16% right. and like if somebody is renting yes. and they are anyways paying like 2500 to $3,000 on their rent you might as well put that money towards a home you know right. you might right. yeah you you might be a little bit higher in payments but you're building equity at the end of the day you know so. the, the and again that's a valid point I mean mm -hmm. the 80s we were at 12 yeah. in the 90s it was like uh, not eights, and then it yeah. went down to you know sixes yeah. and sevens, and it went down to fours, right? And yeah. then it's back and the up. Twos. <laughs> you're, you're gonna, yeah. <laughs> During yeah. the heart of COVID, yeah. I know it, there's a there's a couple twos for yeah. thirty year fixed. We never like expected two that and a half to happen. Percent, yeah. Right? Yeah. No, and you didn't. I mean. Yeah. Um, if you got that loan, like, don't get out of it. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, it, the one thing about rates mm -hmm. and, and housing prices, that they mm -hmm. can go up and down, right? Yes. 
And I think we're in the middle of that mm -hmm. wave right now, right? Mm -hmm. So there's just skeptical buyers, mm -hmm. like, oh, there's, you know, people thinking there's going to be a giant crash. Yeah. And, you know, I'm of the belief that there literally is not enough homes to go around mm -hmm. that there, we can't have a giant crash. And yeah. if we do, we have much bigger problems besides yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, the interest rate thing is yeah. is always, as long as the appointment is, they can afford it, it's mm -hmm. within reason, it's yes. not overpayment, right? Yeah. If it's within reason of their budget, and you know, eventually rates come down, whether it's five yeah. years or ten years from now, yeah. you can always refinance, right? Yeah. You know, and that's that's the one thing I tell everybody because yeah. ten years from now, that house yeah. that you're buying today that's four hundred yeah. or five hundred mm -hmm. could potentially be, you know, pushing six, yeah. right? Absolutely. So I mean, you're going to get this wave up and down, but yeah. the the, the data right now is showing that we're about five million homes behind in yeah. in the market yeah. of, of build what the market could could sell yes, right yes absolutely so yeah we've had some uh previous podcasts all about mm -hmm. that and mm -hmm. the people are staying in their homes longer oh, you know yes. not moving into assisted li living yeah. and getting people yeah. to come into the house things of that nature so it's slowed everything else plus yeah. investors are buying a crazy yeah. and yeah. there's billions of dollars out there yeah, yeah. um yeah you know uh so I, I i i feel like our market is kind of being back to normal pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I don't think it's like slowing down really, but you know, you need to understand like 2021, uh, later part of 2020, 2021 kind of took a big hike in prices. Right. Like we're talking about 20% hikes. On right. an average, we used right. to be a growth of 4 to 8%. Correct. And then in, you go to 2021, it was like 20%. Like Eden Prairie, for example, the townhouse market pushed to 39%. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like, you know, right. suddenly in two years, people were making more than 150000 on their homes right so you know that's that was a little abnormal so now it's coming back to normal i think typically homes used to stay on the market for up to two weeks right uh you know in a very rare case you know things would go really fast and go on sure. the weekend and all that stuff right. but that's kind of what's happening right now right. so i don't think it's slowing down but it's just getting back to normal i think it's you're, yeah. you're exactly right mm -hmm. on that it's coming back to normalcy yeah. and and it just once we hit that where we're we kind of really do see mm -hmm. what's happening i think yeah. that's where it's going to keep yeah. keep everything stabilized more exactly. whether it's rates or purchase prices exactly. and, and so forth and exactly. you know because if you look at the headlines you can go whether it's online or yeah. just turn the news on the yeah. evening news oh house prices and mm -hmm. interest rates it's yeah. all you all you could do yeah. is is uh um see that so mm -hmm. what's that going to do it's going to drive sentiment down yeah. like oh well, should i be buying right now yeah. you know i've got that yeah. question all the time and yeah. it's it's you know we can go down that road of do yeah. this or do that but yeah. i mean look where rent prices are yeah, going i exactly. mean if you're paying two thousand dollars a month in rent Exactly. It's twenty four thousand dollars to somebody else. Yeah, right? that's what I tell people. You're putting like twenty four thousand down the drain every year if you <laughs> if you continue to rent. Right. And uh, you know what was happening because money was cheap last year. People were going way above asking. Mm -hmm. So you know, like twenty thirty thousand. Like mm -hmm. I used to like if I had to put an offer about thirty thousand above asking, I'd be like okay, let's do a CMA to see if you're going right. to build equity on the house. Right. And I want to tell you that. And still, if you want to put that 30000 I'm okay. But I right. just want you to know the reality. I don't want you coming back to me a year or two years later and telling right. me that, hey, what, a ho what house did you sell me? Right. And I don't want that buyer's remorse. So most of my buyers are very happy because even in the crazy market, uh, we didn't go way, way higher about asking and we still won. Like, right. Yeah. So they were very appreciative of, you know, my services uh, with my with buying. And even now I have like people who bought 
with me in my, it's been like six years in my career, but there are people who are moving now. So they, right. they call me. I had like almost four to five clients who called me and they're like, we're moving and we want you to sell our house. So it's yep. nice to have that repeat business. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. you equip them with the right knowledge up front yes. and you're not just that salesperson mm-hmm. saying, hey, I, we got to win this deal. I yeah. think it's going to take $40,000 to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're you're doing all of the legwork mm-hmm. and yeah. making sure that they understand what they're getting into. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's, that, that's the biggest <laughs> thing is because yeah. I've had other, you know, mm-hmm. um, transactions where people mm-hmm. like, well, the appraisal came in $20,000 light and we yeah. were covering all of it and now we don't want to. And it's like, yeah. well, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. you know, we want to make sure that people yeah. are, yeah. you know, prepared exactly. for that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Even if you're doing that, if you want to go about, that's what your gut tells you, right. you know, you should be prepared for that next step when it the reality hits that yes it's not appraised right now i need to come up with that ten thousand or whatever <laughs> right. you know and it shouldn't be like you know it it's just it's just the way it is so Correct. it is what it is <laughs> it is what it is yeah. right yeah um and, and that's that's what i love about mm-hmm. working with you clarissa it's Thank been you, a fantastic Benji. journey that mm-hmm. i've been on with you as well and working with your clients because mm-hmm. it, it is they are so happy always you know, and we—that's—that's that's where your passion come mm-hmm. really comes in. Now, you know, you've been with Colwell the entire time. Yeah. So, give me a little bit of background about, you know, your your brokerage. Mm-hmm. So, Colwell Banker is actually more than a hundred-year-old company. It started mm-hmm. in 1906, mm-hmm. uh, and it started because of California wildfires and fair housing. So, actually, even before fair housing became fair housing, Colwell Banker <laughs> kind of like so. Mr. Colwell started the company, and Mr. Sure. Banker got in in 2013. Uh, sorry, 1913. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's how they started Coldwell Banker. Awesome. Um, so I felt that it kind of also has my values mm-hmm. uh, a little bit embedded in what their values are because I care for people. It's not about transactions. It's about relationships. And that's what, you know, my business is all about. I've built relationships with so many people. And, you know, uh, I look at it as you give quality service and people, you know, come to you and right. you automatically get paid well so right. you know yeah so it's been a great company to be with it's a nationally known company and we have a lot of branding so right. it's like driving the Cadillac they all help. the time <laughs> <laughs> and that's what a lot of people yeah. forget because you mm-hmm. see a lot of people a lot of real estate agents go yeah. out and they, they start their own brokerage yes. right and they start yes. their own things because mm-hmm. then oh they can make more money they can yes. do this they can do that but yes. they don't have that entity standing mm-hmm. behind them absolutely right? yeah and uh, yeah. and it speaks volumes to your loyalty mm-hmm. right yes because it it's like your cl- clients are loyal to you yes. and you're loyal to them and i know what loyalty is mm-hmm. as well yeah. um i started with mortgages unlimited seven yeah. years ago yes. and then you know three years into it i yeah. left and went mm-hmm. to a different mm-hmm. different lender for yeah. like four months and yeah. then it, everything was just a mess and i was like yeah. oh I'm going back. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> we used to have that conversation. Well, I didn't want to lose any of my, you yeah. know, because the, the, we were starting to miss closings, and it yeah. wasn't even because it was anything on the borrower side. Yeah. It was because the closing department couldn't get things right. And, like, I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it just wasn't fun, yeah. you know, and that, and I didn't want to lose. I'm like, well, I'm going to lose my real estate partners yeah. because I can't close a transaction on time, right. you know. So right. I, right. And luckily they were, like, open arms and yeah. said, come on back. That's nice. Yeah, because, you know, I look <laughs> at real estate as people's biggest uh, – 
you know, purchases or investments that they make in their life. And it's a big decision. So, you know, it's great to that they trust me and they trust you. And, right. you know, we work as a team and we deliver and we close on time. And that's very, very important because I always tell people, especially when I go for listing appointments, you know, I, I tell people, don't worry about the stress of moving and many times you're doing like double deals where they're buying and selling so like you only worry about packing up and moving (laughs) and i'll take everything else and make sure this deal closes and and it's always that you know they're like okay we're on a moving truck and we couldn't believe that you know we were so stressed out and like no just take it easy yes and i mean that's the that is my one my number one goal is to make sure that we Mm -hmm. get to closing with as least stress as possible in this purchase absolutely right yeah um um, so just a couple you know follow-up questions or mm-hmm. last questions of the day would be do you have I think there was a time that we had a transaction together where we had some uh, sewage problems they were about mm-hmm. to back they were back out of the transaction yeah. right yeah and uh, yeah, I remember the house in Edina yes <laughs> which was it was it was a beautiful house we got it for a great price for them. And then uh, after inspection, we got into a sewer problem, which was like, a, I think 150 feet of sewer issues. And they were like, what should we do now? Like, okay, we because you know, we're so well equipped in uh, knowing inspection items, we're like, we're gonna get you the sewer company out here and they're yeah. gonna take care. And the seller paid for it. So we had that and the buyer was like, I didn't think about, you know, we were like ready to back out and mm-hmm. and they love the house. Right. They keep sending us holiday, uh, you know, pictures of themselves. <laughs> oh, in the and house they're, they're and fantastic yeah. clients. I love them to death. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and we was in kind of in the heart of COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, I still have to get a hold of them because we were going to go golfing. I know they he's got go. a good golf membership. <laughs> okay, good. There you uh, go. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and... Do you have another like favorite real estate story? Yeah, so I had this, you know, in the peak of all the craziness with the market, I had this one buyer, we put in an offer, we put many offers because she was FHA and FHA takes a little more time when mm-hmm. sellers look at offers. And I, I, what I did is I told her right in the beginning that, hey, uh, you know, with FHA, it's gonna take time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't expect your first or second off. So I'd like to set those expectations. Right. I feel like you're giving a good news or bad news. You, It's better yeah. for them to know. Right. And her offer didn't get accepted. And then eventually uh, I said, you know, maybe we have another house meant to be. And then the next day the agent calls me and says, hey, you were offer number two. Right. And offer number one backed out because they are allergic to cats. <laughs> and my seller had cats in the house and she disclosed, yeah. but they didn't see the disclosure. Sure. So will your buyer buy that house? And I'm like, of course, I think she will. And I called her up right away and I'm like, will you buy? And she's like, yes, of course. And right. she got the house. Yeah. So, you know, I, I tell people, I'm like, if right. that house is meant to be for you, you will get it. <laughs> right. And if it's not meant to be, there's another nice house meant for you. You know, mm-hmm. I tell my buyers, there's only one house for you. And to all my sellers, there's only one buyer for your house. So, right. you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, and I've seen so many times where, oh, we missed out on this one. We missed out mm-hmm. on this one. But then also when we get, yeah. you know, it's a third or fourth offer. They get accepted. And yeah. it's like, look at all the previous houses. This is the one. Yeah, right? exactly. So you, you're, you're exactly right on yeah. that. Uh, Clarissa, where is your, like, what area do you really, like, you live in Eden Prairie, right? Mm-hmm. So that is kind of, I would say, the southwest metro yes. is kind of where you really focus and yes. uh, the Twin City market. Yeah, right? so I don't restrict myself to only a certain area, sure. though I do a lot of business in Eden Prairie, mm-hmm. uh, Edina. You're very well uh, connected there. Yes, I am. Yes. I am. I'm, I'm very involved with the community yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I 
play a big role in my church in Eden Prairie and then also my community. Yeah. Um, I used to do a lot of, I do a lot of national neighborhood night outs so all my neighbors know yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You yeah. got to be in front of them, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I just actually moved from one little neighborhood to another and my yeah. neighbors were very upset they're like who's gonna do a national neighborhood night out because nobody did it for 40 years oh, no. yeah, yeah and i said you know what i'll get you guys started so i'm gonna do two this year oh sweet <laughs> yeah uh, that's great see yeah. and that's where that loyalty lies yes. and uh, so forth absolutely well it's been fantastic having you here thank today thank you brandon um, thank uh, you, you so know, probably much. have you back in the future again thank but you. i want everybody um to like and subscribe sure. uh, we'll have uh clarissa's contacts below so just make sure if you have any questions you want to work with clarissa i strongly suggest it uh, please reach out and uh, make any comments as you like but uh, it, until next time thank you thank you clarissa thank you brandon Very thank you for having me really Absolutely. appreciate it mm -hmm.